everybody. Welcome to Tales from the Kayfabe. Uh, my name is Kevin. My name is Jack. I am Matt. Yeah, shake, shake, shake it out. New intro music. Yeah. Wait, if that's our new intro, I want to do better than that. Okay, all right, from the top. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, I'm Jack. Hi, I'm Matt. That was better. That's better. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. We are talking today about WrestleMania 3, which arguably to a lot of people is one of the better WrestleManias, one of the best WrestleManias. So coming down off the clusterfuck oh, of two. Oh god. So there is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little foreshadowing here. Up until a certain point, it goes odd numbers good. <laughs> <laughs> Even numbers bad. We'll see when that happens, but let's that's foreshadowing for next show. <laughs> <sighs> And another foreshadowing, just so you're aware, so it doesn't scare you. This is the one that takes place at Trump Plaza. Oh, good. Okay. For the next one, not this one. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Number four. Okay. Uh, by the way, found out that they marketed it from Trump Plaza. There was no such thing as Trump Plaza. <laughs> really? He, oh, of he, course there's not. He, of course no, there's no, not. He bought the rights to a building to name it Trump Plaza for a day. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you could do that. God, I didn't know you. That's more. That's on WrestleMania. I'm going to just do that for buildings all the time now. I didn't know you could do that. That's amazing. I'm going to name. I'm going to see if I can do that at the shop. Just see if they'll name it my name for like a day and just call it shithead. Let's do that. Yeah, the shithead. (laughs) Um or just like the the theater at the improv shop. Yeah. Just be like, hey, Listen, yeah. can I put my name on this theater for one day? For, for one day, for, I'll give for you forty five minutes. Can for we call forty five minutes? Can we, can we call this the shithead theater for forty five minutes? <laughs> also, it's on like a Tuesday when there's yeah. no shows. Yeah. <laughs> just Matt standing outside just, and waving hi. Yeah, and this like like a live like a live Facebook event live from the shithead theater. <laughs> it's. <laughs> A Herald team practicing. Nah. It doesn't even last their whole practice. Yeah. They, do, uh, it, it, they go in. It's the shithead theater. They come out. It's just the main stage again. This is it. So it. WrestleMania three though takes place in Pontiac, Michigan. Ooh. Uh, at the Silver Dome. Ooh. The Silver Dome was a very very large. I assume I assume the uh, Lions play there, uh, but or played there. It's not around anymore. Mm. Uh, but uh, it was a very, very large uh, stadium that had the potential to be one of the largest indoor sporting events of all time. So that's why they naturally went there. It also has a canvas top, which is kind of cool. You don't see those around much anymore, but it was kind of cool uh, because like, all of a sudden you're in this dome and it's daylight, and then when it gets dark, you wouldn't know you were in a dome. Or you wouldn't know you were had natural light you know what i mean uh, yeah natural light it's good it sun shines so, through yeah. it's happy vitamin d yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it it was a cool place anyway uh they went for that record uh 
and got it. It was 93,173 people were in attendance. Holy oh, shit. So, that, so they got, wait a second, they got the record for largest sporting event? Indoor sporting event. I know. So this was back whenever they still call it a sporting event instead of like like theater. So, so okay. <laughs> Technically, you can still call it an indoor sporting event. Okay. Because there is athleticism involved. Whether or not it's legitimate, like, <laughs> like whether or not the feuds are legitimate. Right. Could we call the circus a, a sporting event? I don't know. I don't know. I if just has, thought of that. I mean, it's a, it's a sporting event. Trapeze. Trapeze. Well, it's athletic, but it's not. It's there's, there's no competition. Yeah, there. yeah, I think. But then under that, you could call and you can call wrestling a sporting event because. There is a competition involved. Like, yeah, maybe the outcome it's, is predetermined. It's sports entertainment. It's sports but it's, entertainment. It's, it's, but there's still sports um, in the title. I don't know. I so, feel like this goes under the same category as like Stars on Ice. So I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with this. If Stars on Ice could draw that, yeah, yeah, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Um, or Disney on Ice. Disney on yeah. Ice. It feels the maybe, same. Maybe. Maybe good. I goofy and skates. It's not bad. Have you? You're a dad. Have you had to go to Disney on Ice? Yet? I haven't. No, I'm actually. I did. I did. You did. I did go to Disney on you Ice. Just didn't remember. It, I huh? didn't remember. It took me a minute because <laughs> I got it confused with Paw Patrol. Did <laughs> but, you go to Paw Patrol on Ice? My daughter went to Paw Patrol. Was, yeah, on Ice. No, it wasn't oh. on Ice, but it was. It was a theater event with Paw Patrol. Okay, well, that's different. Pretty amazing. If they got someone to dress up as a big dog <laughs> and put uh, put on ice they skates, put an ice skate. Like one person's the front of the dog on ice skates, and the other one is the ass of I, the dog. I, on I ice think skates. they had a Pluto at the Disney on Ice. So, mm. oh, no. I have a question about Paw Patrol. Like. Yeah. The live one, <laughs> yeah. I, I just does it a, like screw with the kids and it's like not the animated. No, okay. not at all. Because like the only other thing I ever went to like that when I was a kid was Power Rangers. Yeah, but like they were already real, real. people, so it didn't throw me off that you it was like, like they're not Japanese, right? <laughs> My daughter was so into it; she came back and was to- like completely i mean you can see the puppeteers like in the picture like the the pictures that uh-huh. of it it's you see like the puppeteers and they're riding basically riding giant dogs like you know mm-hmm. car- like jaw dog st- uh puppets and they they're huge and my daughter was just like i love it so much i saw sky your, sky flew around it was amazing your daughter sounds weird <laughs> i love her that's how sky? she talks that's <laughs> Strangely enough, she sounds exactly like Vince McMahon. <laughs> That's weird. It's, ah, it's crazy. It's Daddy, crazy. I want to go to Paw Patrol. Daddy. Daddy. Paw Patrol. I smell money. I smell money, Dad. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's like people I just, in dog costumes. I've, I've met your daughter before. Just, this, this little girl uh, with long blonde hair speaking like that. Yeah. Dad. Dad. Oh, this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she'd go, Matt. She'd, she'd say, Matt, I smell money. Matt, you're 
fired. You're fired. Um, any, okay, we're, we're getting back on track. We, <laughs> that is probably the furthest off track we've ever gone. <laughs> oh, this is a challenge now. <laughs> How far off track to can talk we about take this Paw Patrol? In the first, in the first ten and minutes. his daughter too. who sounds like Vince McMahon. In the first ten minutes, this is what we've done. That's, yeah. This is where okay. we're at. No, we got a lot to cover today. Uh, so basically, WrestleMania three, they they there is controversy on if they really had ninety three thousand there. Some people are saying Dave Meltzer uh, is one of them saying no, they only had about seventy eight. Oh. However, they held the record for, record for biggest indoor sporting event, and uh, it was beaten in I want to say two thousand eight. Yeah, let's say two thousand eight. Uh, it was in Vegas, and it was uh, the NBA All-Star Game had, I think they had 98,000 or maybe even 100,000. Man. Wow. And then it was beaten again two years, uh, a year and a half ago, uh, by WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, and they had like 102,000. <laughs> <laughs> which people are still saying, okay, they had 95. Which is like, well, they beat the first one legitimately then. Right. But, and tickets for that were going dirt cheap. Like, they're like, let's just fill it up. And yeah. like, <laughs> the ones all the way up were like 20 bucks. And I was considering going. I'm like, 20 bucks ain't bad, but. Uh, okay, I'm going to get us off topic again. Yeah. Just real quick. Paw Patrol? No, not Paw Patrol. Uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah. Did he get, like, seriously hurt? Um, yeah. Okay, well, we're not off topic. Let, let's just, let's cover this one real quick. Uh, it was a Hell in a Cell match between him and uh, Kevin Owens, and it was a very, very good match. You kind of knew what was going to happen because it was, and this will happen throughout our WrestleMania voyage where, like, a stipulation of a match is just announced right before the match happens. <laughs> like, basically, they're writing it out. They're like, this doesn't work. Let's just add this in. Okay, cool. Uh, but the stipulation for this, like, it's Hell in a Cell, and you, so you can't escape. And they go, it's a Hell in a Cell falls count anywhere. So it's like, uh, oh, so they're definitely going outside of the cell. Because if it's falls count anywhere, which that just means you can pin someone outside of the ring. Okay. Um, so you knew Shane was going to do his thing where they go to the top of the cell and he jumps off on onto a table and onto someone, hopefully. Uh, the ending of this one was, yes, he they did, they did their thing. Kevin Owens is on the table and he starts to jump and Sami Zayn pulls Kevin Owens off. So you also have a turn that's going on here. Because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are supposed to be mortal enemies right now. Okay. And now they're like best friends. Oh, no. Was so, this like recent? This happened two weeks ago. Okay. So two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, he jumps off and falls onto the table, hits pretty hard. Yeah. And, and then Sami Zayn puts Kevin Owens on him. One, two, three. That's it. From what I heard, like Shane went to the hospital. That's that's what I but read. It's a little kayfabe. Oh, okay. It's I've heard he hasn't. I heard he has. 
So no one really well, knows. This popped up on WWE like, is saying yeah he went to the hospital because it well it popped up on like a, like one of my normal news outlets like it was just it wasn't like it wasn't yeah. like you know WrestleMania doing it it was like a, it was like a, a some sort of promo thing not a promo but some sort of like, like a news, news article like a news article i think he broke he, a rib he hurt himself doing a stunt at <laughs> i think know. he broke a rib which the funny thing is i think vince mcmahon broke his rib as well uh because uh, they had kevin owens attack him and from what i hear vince mcmahon wants you to kill him it like if you're facing him he wants you to kill him like I've heard many wrestlers go, they're like, he likes to do. It. They're like, oh, he wants you to kill him. Yes, and and so, uh, like, Owens did. He really headbutted him and made Vince McMahon bleed uh. out of his forehead, and then did a frog splash from the top rope onto a seventy-one-year-old man. <laughs> and Kevin Owens is what two sixty-five, something like that. Yeah, like he's a big guy. And doing a frog splash on him, and then I think he really hurt his ribs on that one. Oh, no. I think he really hurt himself. Uh, but, like, from what I hear, like, McManager's like, yeah, that's part of the business. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just buy a new one. So going back to McMahon real quick. Um, so Vince, uh, Vince did want to go for this record, but this was probably the... Like, they didn't really have a plan in December of where WrestleMania 3 was going to be. Which is crazy, because now you find out a year in advance. At WrestleMania 32, they announced where WrestleMania 33 is going to be, and so on and so on. Uh, so, so he, uh, so, like, come December, they're like, well, fuck it, let's go for the, <laughs> let's go for the biggest indoor attendance record, and went and so in doing so they had to do a couple things a the pay-per-view and closed circuit were not available in the state of michigan <laughs> makes sense. drive people to yeah. make sense yeah um mostly because they're like we want to fill those seats and i'm like and they kind of do that with football games sometimes the blackouts and stuff like mm-hmm. that so if you wanted to see it in Michigan, you had to buy a ticket, uh, uh, which worked because they got it. And like Pontiac, Michigan had the worst traffic ever. Which, <laughs> and I think I've seen video of this. Yes, and the person singing the "America the Beautiful" got caught in that traffic and uh, almost didn't make it. Her name is Aretha Franklin. Oh man! Uh, you say that like we wouldn't know who Aretha Franklin is. I was trying. I'm, I'm trying to tell a story, okay. Jack. I'm not. Try harder. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I want you to know, I only said that for this reaction. <laughs> I hate you so much, Jack. Okay, I, what I will say about this is when she's when this person named Aretha Franklin is <laughs> is singing this person this this this, this person so she's singing this God, little, I don't know some unknown America the Beautiful okay she's singing America the Beautiful and uh, she uh, 
during it, they start. She also had no sound check, nothing, because she barely got there. Right. And she shows up. They set up the piano and everything, and uh, she's playing piano, has backup singers. And uh, when she's singing, they start showing images of America, like landscape. Right. And and then they just start show like, just people hanging out on their front porch and then, like, construction (laughs) workers, welders, uh... People pouring cement. It's just real weird. <laughs> Play to your base. Yeah, it's just real weird. Uh, police officers, a woman on a telephone pole like at the top, just fixing it. Like, I just, I in my mind, she's not like working on the telephone yeah, she's pole. Just she's just sitting up there, <laughs> just eating a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, hi. No, she's just stranded. She doesn't know how she got <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, she's really, she's really going. Help! Yeah, help! She woke up there. Move your camera! It's, help me! <laughs> she woke up. Uh, so, so, uh, okay. So that ends. It starts and also Vince McMahon is the one. Aretha Franklin, welcome to WrestleMania three. Uh, all that stuff, you know his. But that's the last time you see him, I think. Oh, you do see him one other time. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura are the uh, announcers. And they say, and we have our celebrities with us. And it's Bob Euchre. Okay. And uh, Mary Hart. Bob Euchre, if you don't know who he is, he's a baseball player, baseball announcer. Uh, he was He's most known if you've seen the movie Major League. He is the baseball announcer in that I'm shaking my head as if I've seen any seen, sports movies. You've never seen Major League. I don't, I, How about Mr. Belvedere? Have you ever seen Mr. Belvedere? He was in Mr. Belvedere? I think so. I, let me double check. But I, I mean, me... sure. I don't know. I, I do have a... Yep, yeah, Mr. Belvedere from 1985 to 1990. I, was he Mr. Belvedere? No, he wasn't yeah. Mr. Belvedere. He was the, the dad. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so he was an actor. I was, he's still like a... He, up until a couple years ago, was still like an announcer for some, I think Milwaukee or something. But uh, he played for the Cardinals at one point. Uh, very, he was very big in the eighties too. So uh, they have him and Mary Hart, who's on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, she was on for the longest time. I oh, recognized her face immediately when I looked her up. That's crazy. She yeah. looks exactly the same now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, first match uh, is the Can Am Connection versus Magnificent M- Magnificent Morocco and uh, Cowboy Bob with Mister Fuji in their corner. Cowboy Bob. Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cowboy <laughs> Bob Orton. So, all right. Okay. Who was it again? All right. You're going to have to look this up. Can-Am Connection is their name. <laughs> Can-Am Connection. It's a tag team. And Magnificent Morocco and Cowboy Bob with Mr. Fuji. Okay. So it, it's apparently Rick Martel. Yes. And Tom Zink, Zank. Okay. I don't know. So Rick is Canadian and Tom... Is American Canadian American? Oh, that! Oh, I quit. Pan it. There came am. 
They, they are can am. <laughs> uh, I, we're breezing through this one. Not much to note here uh, because it just kind of ends. Uh, can am connection. They pin Morocco, and that's just kind of it. Like just a standard match to start things off. Kind of slow start off. Uh, then we go to uh, Hercules Hernandez. <laughs> Uh, versus Billy Jack Haynes. Billy Jack Haynes. So, I don't know if you know this, but I, I well, I watched this with my roommate who knew of a, a movie series called Billy Jacks. Okay. And it was a movie series in the 70s, and he's like, are they trying to do Billy Jacks? And like, I was like, I don't know. So we looked up pictures, and yes, they were trying to rip off Billy Jack, a movie series from the se- like yes from the se- oh, it was okay. still probably still kind of fresh back then but they, right because this was what eighty something like the guy was dressing very similarly oh yeah the yeah the legend of Billy Jack yeah so Billy Jack Haynes uh, versus Hercules Hernandez uh, it should note Hercules Hernandez is with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, and he's wearing he's wearing chains around him, and he says that he claims to pull down the pillars of Rome with these chains. This is Hercules is saying this. Yes. Okay. That makes perfect sense, right? It makes. Yeah, so they're sense. both really big dudes. I should well, say yeah, this. like honestly, anytime. So I'm looking at pictures of him, and he typically has chains, which is strange. Like. It's kind of his thing. It, it looks like chains. Just, the dude's really into bonds. It's like junkyard dog. That's his thing too, which yeah. we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, this match not a lot of action, but both men get outside the ring, and for some reason, uh, Billy puts a a submission hold on Herc outside of the ring, which makes no sense. Why? Uh, Explain that to me. Here's why. One. You can't end the, it's not a false count anywhere, uh, okay. so you can't end it out there. Uh, and B, you're on a time limit when you're outside, yeah. especially back then. Now, okay, here's here's a couple differences. Back then, when you get outside the ring, it's one, two, three, four. That's how they count it. Now it's one, <laughs> two. <laughs> Three, yeah, it's very slow. And I will say, uh, <laughs> I I heard on a uh, uh, we I talk about this one a lot. Sam Roberts podcast. He was at an NXT show in Florida. NXT just goes to like high school gymnasiums and stuff and does shows there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like back then they have like kind of like their up and comers do it now. But back then they had like their big stars doing it. So like Finn Balor was and Oscar were there and like they're like. And they're looking around, and it's just like a gymnasium setup. They're like, "What the hell is going on here?" And but there was a guy sitting in like near the front row. He was wearing a a TNA shirt that was a oh uh, Rob Van Dam TNA shirt, and he's just like thinking, thinking like everything's real a little bit. And it's uh. one of those things, and like he's just yelling at the ref, and he's like. The ref is going, one, two, and he goes, the next number's three, ref. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, ten, and then he goes in there and he's like, yeah, out of a thousand. (laughs) That's my favorite. 
And he's like, the next, he's just mad at the just ref mad. For, for not doing it right. Oh, it's great. I've told my story about someone that, like, when I was riding home from a wrestling show that thought it was real. <laughs> oh. Real quick side note. This guy, uh, it was when Sting came out, and it was at a Survivor Series. Basically, Triple H gets involved and just starts throwing refs out of the ring, throwing people out of the ring, just going nuts. And and uh, it was just, you know, everyone knows what what the deal is. They know what's going to happen. And uh, so we were talking to this guy, me, some other person, and uh, this guy are talking on the Metrolink as we're riding home after that. And he's like, oh, it was great. When Sting ran out, I almost ran down to the ring. There he goes, but you know what? Hunter was cheating. Why did they let him do that? Hunter Hunter was cheating. Like getting mad about it and me and the I just kinda look at the other guy and we both and the other guy just goes, Yeah, he sure was. And we're both like What? Does he not know what what? what? Do, do we have to tell him Santa Claus isn't real? Oh. <laughs> what? oh. What's going on here? Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's my story with the countouts. But uh, but they both get they both get counted out. It's a double disqualification. Uh, Bobby takes a cheap shot on Bobby Heenan, then takes a cheap shot on Billy after it's already disqualified. Ooh. Uh, Herc then attacks Billy with a chain. Uh, and well, he's got him. So. Billy is, right. bleeds badly. Oh no! Ooh, fun. <laughs> uh. Did he cut himself, or what? Did he actually? He didn't get cut hit? himself. Well, I mean, some, they uh, used to the they chain. used to gig themselves, right? And that was yeah. called. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I don't have a keen eye because it doesn't happen too much anymore. So I don't have that much of a keen eye for that. Like it used to be, you could see the guy do it. But yeah, they were probably working the camera around it. So yeah, I didn't. Eh. So here's uh here's one thing I will say. If we remember the main event for WrestleMania two. The shit show of WrestleMania two yeah. uh, was King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan. Yes, this what I'm about to say is the biggest, uh, <laughs> the biggest basically fall from grace from WrestleMania to WrestleMania that you'll see. Uh, so it is King Kong Bundy with two little people. Oh, which yeah. they are definitely using the word midget a thousand times. Of course, yeah. it's uh, eighty whatever. Eighty-seven. This 87. is eighty-seven. I should should have said that. It's eighty-seven. March eighty-seven. Uh, and hillbilly, hillbilly Jim with two little people as well. Why? So they're just throwing them at each other. Well, it's a mixed tag. So basically, <laughs> basically only if if one of the little people tags tags in, it has to be another little person. I've got an idea that this is really just dodgeball with like little people. Well, hold on. Um, <laughs> oh you're not, God, you're, you're not right. But you're I, not wrong either. Let, let me name. Okay, the people with King Kong Bundy are a wrestler named Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. Yeah, who's from Great Britain, and guess where Little Tokyo's from? Mm. Uh, and then Hillbilly Jim. Ooh, has, a nice bit of racism with our. Size is ableism. You're 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 not. You're speaking a little too soon on this. Oh, because it gets better. It gets more I'm sure it gets oh, so. In my experience, it can always it get can worse. only 
get more racist. Uh, so we have little Haiti, who actually was with. Uh, he was in the last WrestleMania. He was in uh, Mr. T's corner for some reason. Okay. Uh, he's Haitian, and right. then you have little Beaver, who guess what his gimmick is. <laughs> He's a Native American. Oh, okay, that was way God. better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, ta- uh, it's tag team with little people. So they were so close to just like I'm sure someone even like ran it past someone. That's great to be like, so, to have. It's to, a great idea to have a little a little black person and name him like little N word, like mm, uh, or at least like. I think they have uh they have slightly more class than that. Slightly barely. 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 Slightly. But uh anyway. Slightly. Like so like the basement for this goes on forever. So Bob Bob Euchre is on commentary for this one. <laughs> uh let's see. Bundy starts uh basically it's Little Beaver versus uh Little Tokyo. Okay. And then Bundy tags in. And then uh, Little Beaver, like, refuses to leave. Oh, my. And then basically kind of gets out of the way of, like, just kind That's of makes one stubborn King Kong beaver. Bundy. It, King Kong Bundy just kind <laughs> well, of, like, we got our out. episode title. So, hold on, because now I, I, there's a point that is just brought up here. Yeah. There's a lot of animals in this one. <laughs> so, yeah, it's King, King Kong Bundy versus... Well, not just the names, okay. but there's going to be actual animals that show up. Oh, what? Why? How? What? I'm I'm thinking of three animals. In this match? No. In, okay. In, uh, in this WrestleMania? In this WrestleMania. Okay. So we'll talk about that when we get there. But, uh, so, so, okay. Then Hillbilly Jim comes in, and then for some reason, uh, Little Beaver gets back in, and King Kong Bundy <laughs> body slams him. Yeah. Which that that ends the match because he gets disqualified. Oh. Now, here's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he's supposed to go for the elbow drop off the rope, bounces off the rope. Man, he's being really hard on that beaver. On Little Beaver. Uh, and you the other, to stop, the other Matt. little pe- Matt, you have to stop. <laughs> the other little people are supposed to pull Beaver out of the way, and King Kong's supposed to like fall, hurt, right. fall or hurt right. himself or something. Uh, they don't. Oh, so like, he was- drops an elbow on him. Does uh, he really get hurt? <laughs> it ends his career. Oh, oh man! No. You but, hate to see a beaver put out of commission. Okay, I'm so glad we're moving on. <laughs> Matt this started is, it. This is Matt just my fault. It. It's my fault. Moving like, on. Know. Mary Hart interviews Miss Elizabeth. You can't sweep the beaver <laughs> under the rug, Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just sipping my coffee. <laughs> Next match. All right. Next match. Uh, I was gonna talk. Mary Hart is also doing backstage interviews, and she talks to oh. Macho Man, who is his Macho greatness. It's I okay. I legitimately do want to go back. Like, do we? How? Like, did it end his career? Like, it just was such a bad. I I 
I never got that full detail. It's just like he didn't really wrestle again or anything like that. But uh, he looked kind of old, and so uh, so he probably wasn't going to anyway. But it it I think it hurt him pretty bad. Who knows? I uh, you can look that up. I'm not exactly sure on that. Uh, but I have heard uh, King Kong Bundy talk about that that was not supposed to happen. Right. Uh, so. Next match. I want to say literally all of the pictures of him also are in black and white. Oh, the King Harley race with Bobby the Brain Heenan and fabulous, fabulous Moolah. Ooh, uh, versus the Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog. So Harley race, uh, local guy actually, local to St. Louis. Uh, he actually has a wrestling gym out in Troy, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he at this time he was calling himself the King Harley Race. Had a crown, and this was for basically whoever got this at the whoever won the match got the crown. Oh, and got to wear the cape and everything. And the other person had to bend the knee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, they didn't say that. I'm saying that now. But right. They had to bow down. Bow. Yeah. yeah. They, well, they bow had, down. They had to bow down and and praise them or something. Uh, So all Moolah is doing just holding the crown. I should say uh, there is a cool promo before this. Uh, Mean Gene asks Junkyard Dog if he will. Are you you positive that you'll be wearing the crown at the end of this match? He goes, I'm as sure as I am black and the day is sunny. (laughs) That's such a good answer. I loved it. It was great. such a good answer. He's also wearing the word thump on his butt, which I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He's wearing chains and the word thump on his Junkyard ass. Junkyard Dog, the guy, the, the guy, that wrestler was always one of my favorites. He's, like whenever, was whenever I was like a little dude, I was always like, he was like so charismatic and like, yeah. like really like good he, at like. People loved him. Yeah. Working uh, so uh, it starts with Bobby the Brain Heenan interfering with Junkyard Dog. Like. <sighs> Like grabbing his leg and then Junkyard Dog chases him. Uh, Then the match actually starts. Harley Race is doing a good job of falling out of the ring. He (laughs) keeps doing it. And you think about it, you want big moves that'll get people in in a 93,000 person stadium that can see it from the back of the stadium. Uh, That's a good move. Like to just fall out like the way he was doing was pretty good so he just keeps falling out of the ring uh but you know with like he's hitting him he's just punching him and he's selling him so big that he's just falling out of the ring uh so harley keeps doing that uh race is having failed dives like he's he's pushing junkyard dog out of the ring and then going from the top to dive on him and he's missing and it's like you know he's hitting the ground and getting hurt man yeah so uh that keeps happening and then there's some interference of course and a belly to belly is his finisher just a suplex is harley race's finisher which is legend because everyone's like oh they have these big finishers and harley races was the suplex (laughs) (laughs) and they're like you know that's just simple that and right. it worked for him it's he's like, just yeah. really good at it <laughs> well that that was it like for me a suplex is bad 
Like, yeah. you don't want it. So he does the suplex and pins the Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog has to uh, uh, basically bend the knee. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> he hits him with a chain. Yes. <laughs> then wears... This is also a, a bit of a chain theme going yeah. on in this one. <laughs> then, uh, then puts on his cape and then leaves. Uh uh, then we see a coked up interview with uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the only person. kind he gave back then. He is the most coked up during this one. And, like, during all the promos and everything, it's like, dude, okay. I know it's 87, and I know right. Coke is flying off the shelves. Oh, man. He just. But, uh, <laughs> lay it's a off winter it. wonderland. It is. <laughs> I don't know if he actually did Coke, I should say, but. He's not making a good argument. Because <laughs> it's just like, you need to calm down. Because, like, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll do this. He'll, he'll be like, and I'm going to get you. And then he'll just start, like, running in front of Mean Gene. And end, he'll end the interview and then just start flexing in front of It's like, calm the fuck. Like, he's sweating on his promos. Yeah, he is. He's sweating while talking. His body just <laughs> generates cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, real quick, want to go back before I forget. The little beaver was... God damn it. No. Was 52 yeah. when he was, he was in that WrestleMania. He was a, when he in that yeah. WrestleMania? He yeah. looked 52? Okay. He looked old. Man. He died in 1995. Why? What? From what? <laughs> why? From, he, why? From, why did he die? From beaveritis. Aww. Uh, <laughs> emphysema. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Try my new brand of Little Beaver cigarettes. <laughs> Try my smoked beaver. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm bringing us back. Uh, so next match are the Rougeau brothers. Ooh. That uh, sounds foreign. Versus, I, I think it's French-Canadian, versus the Dream Team. Uh, Greg, Speaking of French-Canadian, I'm pretty sure Little Beaver actually was because he was born in Quebec, Canada. Yeah, that would be... He was French-Canadian. French Canadian. His name is Lionel Giroux. Yeah, that sounds French. Yeah. So he was a native. fur trader. <laughs> <laughs> so they made him Native American. Great. Yeah. Uh, why not? So, so uh, versus the Dream Team, uh, Brutus Beefcake at the time. Brutus. Wasn't the barber yet, which we'll get to that in a second. And Greg the Hammer Valentine with... Luscious Johnny Valiant and a guy named Dino Bravo, who I'm pretty sure is French Canadian as well. Um, Bobby, jo- uh, I'm sorry, Bobby just joins the com. Bobby the Brain Heenan joins the commentary on this one. And the other weird thing that happens, and I didn't write this on my note, but it is weird as fuck. Uh, right when it starts and they announce Moolah is going to be at the side of the ring. Like, Bob Uecker is like, oh, I'm going to go see Moolah. I'm going to the side of the ring and runs. And throughout this whole match... Uh, Jesse Ventura keeps saying, well, you better look out for Euchre down there. He's going to see Mula. And you never see Bob Euchre show up. So I, <laughs> I don't know if something happened, but, like, it sounded like there was a miscue there. I don't know. Right. But, like, you just don't ever see him. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened there. But Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, joins and claims that he's two for two on matches so far. This is the other thing. You see a lot of the same managers with a bunch of people. Yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan shows up multiple times on this one. Uh, and Jimmy Hart. 
and they even changed Jimmy Hart's name on one, which we'll get to. Uh, so anyway, breezing through this one, uh, there's some interference. Dino Bravo uh, uh, interferes with the match and uh, making basically the Dream Team win. And at the end of it, Beefcake doesn't like it. Like, he's like, what? Like, there's like a, no, we, we cheated. We can't, like, he has a change of heart. Oh, no. Some say his heart grew three th- sizes that day. <laughs> and uh, and they have a little, I didn't explain this. There's not really a ramp at this time, but there's, like, kind of a red carpet, and there's this little car that drives everyone back and forth. Yeah, And it looks like a little ring. It, they uh, actually have them locked in with rope rings, and it yeah. looks like a little ring. Uh, and that's everyone's been doing that so they just fucking leave him <laughs> they just all get on the car and just leave <laughs> and beefcake you're going like, to walk home like what what like beefcake's like what's going on here and and so that's him turning into a good guy oh okay that's him turning into a good guy uh, before we move yes. on i need to if you say little beaver one more time i actually wasn't okay. this is Dino Bravo. Yes. Dino Bravo's death is interesting. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes. Dino Bravo was found shot dead. He was hit by 17 bullets, seven to the head, and ten to the torso. Where? In his home? home? (laughs) What? While he was watching hockey? And, uh... Fuck. Yeah, allegedly he was part of a cigarette smuggling ring in no, Canada. No, this is not real. This is it's what's on Wikipedia. A cigarette, Wikipedia. A yeah. cigarette smuggling ring yes. in like what the thirties? No, no, no. In 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 uh, wait, this was his death was in nineteen ninety three. Were, were cigarettes illegal in Canada? I don't. They might have been just taxed. I mean, it doesn't. Oh, there's yeah, no reason. True. You know, they they do it now. But yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, he he might have been part of some organized crime. That's crazy. Seventeen. Yeah, seven to the. There head. was no, there was no messing around. They wanted that dude dead. Holy sh! Crazy. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> uh, they cut. To, hey, at let's... least cocaine didn't get him. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Yet. Um. So I mean, so they go to a Hulk montage. Hogan is almost proof that cocaine gives you superpowers. Pretty much, he's so been pickled go, by it. He's been pickled by it. Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. Vitamin to your lives. <laughs> Vitamin C. <laughs> the C stands for cocaine. So, uh, breezing to the next one, they go to a montage of Piper's Pit, uh, where Roddy Roddy Piper gets attra- attacked by Adrian Adonis. Uh, we t- Adrian Adonis is just like kind of this modely character, but he's this big dude. Uh, we talked about him on the last one. Pretty, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he's a cool cool character though, uh, to me I think. But uh, the match is Adrian Adonis with Jimmy Hart uh, versus Roddy Roddy Piper in a hair match. Yes, Adrian died? Adonis died the next year. Oh, really? Yeah. He died in 88. Damn. July 4 of 1988. So he might be in WrestleMania 4. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, d- why, how? Why? I don't know. How? Uh, I'm just on Google, and it gives you the... the Look that up, and I'll, I'll go with this. Um, 
I want to point out the fun picture on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> what is it? Oh, there's so many flowers there's and scarves. Flowers and scarves and makeup. Yeah. That's it. That that's how he came to the ring. That's amazing. That, that's how and like the and last tidy one. Whiteies, he, yeah, looks the like. last one he wore a dress. This is he's wearing pink uh, tights. Just, no, this one he's just wearing pretty much just briefs. Yeah. Like whitey tidies. Yeah. He did that too. So um but he he's he bills himself as the adorable Adrian Adonis. Oh, he's the adorable one. And uh, oh man, here's how he died. How? So July four, nineteen eighty eight, uh, in Newfoundland, uh, he was in a minivan with four fellow wrestlers. Uh-huh. So, uh, William Mike Kelly Arco, uh-huh. Victor Pat Kelly Arco, uh-huh. and Dave Wildman McGinney. Um, all three of them were killed uh, when William or Frankie McGinney and Victor were killed when the driver William allegedly swerved to avoid hitting a moose and blinded by the setting sun their van fell from a bridge into a creek below I heard about this I do know mm. I didn't know it was uh, Adrian Adonis in that car There's Frankie a couple- suffered severe head injuries and died a few hours later William Arco was the sole survivor and sustained severe leg injuries. So the driver was the only one that survived. So th- there's, yeah, there's some things in wrestling where they talk about, like, th- there was that one. I, I remember hearing that, but then there's also, like, uh, there was a couple plane crashes which somehow, like, Ric Flair was on two of them and survived both. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, like, whenever he was, like, in critical condition, everyone was like, this man survived two plane crashes. I'm pretty sure he's going to be fine, and he is. Man. Uh, real quick story about that. I heard his daughter tells a story that uh, basically when he, he came out of his medically induced coma, uh, like when he was coming out, they said he's going to have like a slight amnesia just for temporarily, but you'll he'll be able to recognize. So he didn't recognize his own daughter. But he just starts saying all these phone numbers from the 1980s, like people in Chica- Chicago, 1982, 314, or whatever it was, and yeah. just was naming all of them. And he and she's like, he doesn't. They're like, it's fine, just give it a little bit. And he's like, they're trying to teach him how to use a walker, and he's using this walker, and he's saying all these thi- these things, and then he starts strutting. <laughs> That was his famous – he starts doing his famous move of strutting, and she goes, Dad, and he just, like, looks over, like, who are you? And then he goes, Chicago, 1982. <laughs> but then he came – like, then his memory came back, and the first thing he did was make a shirt that says, I'm not fucking dead yet, and put it on sale. That's amazing. True Ric Flair. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, if we, yeah, we got to get going on yeah. this one. Okay, so this is a hair match. Uh not I won't go over the gritty details of this. There's not a lot of gritty details, but uh, Adrian Adonis uh, loses, and so and it's also announced that this is Roddy Roddy Piper's last match ever. Not true, but <laughs> I love the build up to this match. By the way, I'm yeah. reading about. Go ahead. So during Piper's uh, Piper's pit, well during his hiatus, yeah. Um, Adonis, Adonis with heart debuted his own talk segment called the flower shout. Oh yes. Uh, this is a real thing. Um, so basically it was made to kind of 
build Bob uh Bob Orton. On Orndoff's Oh Bob basically yeah. heel turn yeah. against Hulk. Um <laughs> with so, Adonis relentlessly needling Orndoff about living in Hogan's shadow. In August, shortly before Piper's return, Adonis obtained the service of Piper's bodyguard, Bob Orton, mm-hmm. uh, who took to wearing a pink cowboy hat. A uh, feud with Piper heated up when Adonis, Orton, <laughs> and Don Morocco yeah. uh, attacked him during a duel between the two soft Shit. talk segments, injuring his leg, covering him in lipstick, and damaging the pit set. Uh, a week later, Piper destroyed the set of the flower shop with a baseball bat, and it was never rebuilt. Uh, on the October 4th edition of Saturday Night's main event, Piper struck Adonis with a crutch, resulting in a two-month absence from TV with an alleged separated shoulder. After Adonis returned in November to attack Piper on the pit, uh, the two agreed to a hair versus hair match at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's all over talk shows and, yeah, and baseball bats. Talk they were really good at building stuff up. So this was going to be his last match, uh, basically because he's like, I want to retire and I want to see what Hollywood has for me, which the only thing they had was They Live. Not bad. Cult <laughs> classic. Not bad. Do you, have you seen They Live? No. A long time ago. A long time ago. I can yeah, you can. <laughs> no, I, and I recommend it because uh, they live. It's basically it's John Carpenter movie, and he uh-huh. it's he sees aliens when he puts sunglasses yep. on. I've heard of it, and, and I've it seen has like the most this... famous line: "I came here to do two things: kick ass and chew bubble gum." And I'm all out of, of bubble gum. gum. Uh, but yeah, it's actually a cult classic movie. So he he did that, uh, and he was the lead in that movie. Um, so he was just leaving for those reasons and maybe other, maybe he had arguments or whatever, but, uh, they're like, yep, this is last match ever. It's going to be a hair match. Uh, the whole, basically Adonis gets his head shaved. There is a lot to this, but we need to keep going. Uh, (laughs) Adonis loses his hair. He's not so adorable anymore. He loses his hair. Basically he gets put in a sleeper hold to end the match. So he's passed out. Brutus Beefcake, who just turned into a good guy, comes out and uh, with the Clippers to hand, and he also gets involved in the match. He, he like Roddy Piper gets put in a sleeper hold first. He passes out. Uh, Adrian Adonis thinks he won the match, <laughs> and so he just starts running, and he he was never counted to sleep or whatever it was. <laughs> like it's the they have to lift your arm three times, then right. it falls three times, you're done. It never fell a third time, so uh, basically Adrian Donis just starts celebrating. Beefcake comes out and wakes Roddy up, and then Roddy puts Adrian Adonis in a sleeper hold. And that's how it ends. So then Beefcake hands some clippers to him, and and, uh, and Roddy Piper's like, you do it. Go ahead. And so he starts shaving Adrian Adonis's head. Uh this is where Brutus the Barber Beefcake is born. Okay. It was because of this, basically the next day, Vince McMahon's like, I got it. Because <laughs> now he was, a, he was a, a heel tag team. Now he's got to be a good guy. And so they're like, you're the barber. And like at the end of every match, he would cut a piece of a guy's hair off and throw it to the crowd. <laughs> and like that was his whole thing. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. 
Uh, made no sense, but people loved it. Uh, so someone just needs to tell. It's not a good thing, Vince. He he won't. It doesn't matter. He made it work. He made it work. Look at him throwing that hair. Classy guy. Uh, so the next match, <laughs> Jesse Ventura goes to the ring to just to get announced. It weird. They're like Jesse Ventura's here. All right, and he just hangs out. Uh, Heart. It's the Heart Foundation. Uh, Nightheart and uh, uh, you know Bret Hart. Bret Hart come to the uh, come with a guy named Danny Davis, and then uh, versus the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana. Mm. Uh, which, by the way, there's a local pizza place around here uh, called Dewey's that has a pizza this month called the Tito Santana, mm-hmm. and it is fucking delicious. I might have it's to go there. It's a taco pizza. It's Ooh. great. Whoa. Yeah. Because like, my friend's like, oh, you got to try this. It's called the Tito Santana. I'm like, the wrestler? <laughs> and like, oh, we don't even know. It's just delicious. <laughs> and I asked the people to do is like, the wrestler, right? They're like, I think I'm like, yeah, no, it is it, 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 Tito Santana. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate thing I found out about Tito Santana, I think he's still alive. I don't know, but he, uh, he won a match in the first WrestleMania and that's it. Oh, <laughs> so this is where it's going, but yeah, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. Good. He, uh, so, but and he's a delicious pizza, pizza. It's a delicious pizza. So the British Bulldogs come out with Tito Santana and a actual bulldog named Matilda. Yeah. Yes. The bulldog gets in the ring and starts attacking Jimmy Hart. Yes. <laughs> Go Matilda. Uh, they that clears everyone out of the ring, and then Jesse Ventura just picks up the dog and goes on the little car and leaves. <laughs> and just like is like like looking mysteriously towards the ring, like stealing this dog. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the two celebrities are on commentary. Euchre and Mary Hart are now on commentary. Uh, let's see. The match has a good energy. Hart Foundations are the heel. Danny Davis. It has... makes sense that Mary Hart is commentating the match with the Hart Foundation. Yeah, but she she like she's like I don't like any of the Hearts. Night Hart. Oh, like she's man. like I don't like to associate them. And also. Uh, Jimmy Hart is not related to Bret Hart at all. Right. They just have, they're the from, yeah. one's from Memphis, one's from Canada. They're just, they're not related at all. They're, I wait, think it's spelled differently too. Wait, they're yeah. not all related. This ruined it. Sorry. Man. Sorry. Let's talk about Beaver instead. Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, with interference, Danny Davis uh, pins the British, bull, one of the British Bulldogs. And therefore they lose. Uh, the next match is the natural Butch Reed with a man named Slick. That's that's the guy's name. His name's Slick. He's wearing a very fancy suit. Uh, versus <laughs> Coco Beware. Slick? Who is this? Coco Beware. Coco Beware. You're about to look it up, but Coco Beware comes out with a parrot. Of course. The parrot always, the parrot's name is Frankie. He always looks terrified. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Because <laughs> this guy is running out to the ring. This bird does not want to be the, there. The, always <laughs> looks terrified. Like, you could just tell the bird's like, I got wings. I could get out of here. Why am I here? Yeah. 
like the the poor bird. So oh, comes out with dude. a bird. Uh, slow start to the match. It's just kind of standard. Uh, it ends with a uh, Butch Reed pulls the trunks to get the pin. Like he he get more leverage. He pulls the tights to get a quick pin. Uh, then slick then slick uh has a cane and starts beating coco beware for no reason at the end of it tito santana just comes out of nowhere with the pizza and no uh just comes out of nowhere (laughs) and attacks slick i don't even know why but he just attacks slick and then rips his clothes oh man and they're just like tattered and slick just runs doesn't even take the car just like runs back uh, and Ventura t- blames it on Tito Santana's Latin temper. Yeah. Taste that 80s racism. All right. Uh, okay. This next match is considered one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Uh, or at least is up there in the arguments. It's Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with George the Animal Steel on in his corner. Uh, very fast paced to this match, and matches weren't that fast paced back then. But there was a lot of cool stuff going on it with this. Uh, they show some attacks. Uh, basically, to build this up, they show like Macho Man really tried to injure, not in real life, but really tried to injure uh Ricky the Dragon, and they show this weird looking doctor that's like I told like they, they got some actor they got the from, janitor out the, yeah, uh, like, here put on this jacket and call yourself a doctor and the guy's just like he shouldn't be fighting this match I guess I, uh, <laughs> anyway uh, and also the build up to this is Macho Man's famous cream of the crop uh, promo have we not talked about this I oh my god I don't know I don't know this it one it is his most famous promo and basically, he's like, ooh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I'm going to see you. And he goes, you know why I'm the best? Because I'm the cream of the crop and holds up a coffee creamer, like a little <laughs> coffee creamer. He's like, I'm the cream of the crop. I rise to the top. And then, like, throws it over his shoulder. And then Mean Gene says something like, and he's like, he can he can argue all he wants, but guess what? I'm the cream and pulls up another creamer <laughs> and just is doing this sleight of hand with, like, with creamer. And Mean Gene's like, what? Where did that come from? And like, <laughs> I showed this He's... to I showed this to my friend uh, Melissa Darch the other day, and she was very shocked. And she's like, "How is he doing that?" And I'm like, "They're filming him from the waist up. Like he's reaching into his pocket or." The other theory is there was some guy laying on the floor handing you, him you the creamers. Just, you just got a table full of creamer, like but right. <laughs> it wasn't that hard, but she was just like, "What? Where is he getting these from?" But like, yeah, he's just going unlimited creamer. I'm the cream of the crop. I rise to the top, and just kept pulling these coffee creamer. It was it was great, and that was to promote this match. I uh, almost believe that that promo was birthed in like. The kitchen area. He just sees all these cameras <laughs> like, the crop. I need something. Uh-huh. What do we have? I'll tell you Sugar and aspartame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, creamer. Uh, yeah, so fast-paced match. Uh, Macho starts attacking the throat for some reason. Uh, it gets faster where they're, like, jumping off the ropes, pinning each other quickly, and, like, 
people haven't seen that before. It happens a lot all the time now. But at that point in 87, people are going nuts because they're like, what is happening here? They're so fast. They're so fast. Uh, Animal's job basically is to get Ricky back in the ring when he falls out because they're falling out of the ring a lot as well on this. Uh, Macho has a dive to the outside uh, and then has hits Ricky, pulls him in. They're having false finishes. Uh, Macho gets thrown out eventually, and the crowd is going nuts. Uh, the ref then gets knocked out somehow. It's Ugh. just going back and forth. Uh, when the ref gets knocked out, there is a pin, but the ref is knocked He's out. He's knocked out. So, He's knocked out. You can't count. So naturally, Macho sees this and then goes, gets the ring bell. <laughs> and he's going to dive off the top rope and hit hit uh, Ricky the Dragon in the head. But before he can do that, when he's on the top rope, uh, Animal pushes him off. And he hits himself in the head with the ring bell because oh. he falls. Oh, man. Uh, knocks himself out. Then magically the ref wakes back up and uh, pins. Mag- and, magic and then wrestling. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat gets the pin. Oh, man. And that's consi- it's considered – please watch it. It's considered one of the best matches it of all time. It sounds amazing. It's so good. So good. They used all their tricks. Yeah. In one and match. Here, here's a couple of facts about that one. Uh, they practiced for about a month with it. Oh, that's cool. And that's he, sort of interesting. And uh, at one point, Macho Man even sent Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, faxed him a script of, of what they want to do. And he's just <laughs> like, what? And he's like, okay, fine. And like – but at the same time, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was like, I like that. I like the ethic. I like work ethic here. And so he's like, Yeah, I'll practice with you. So they basically said, Hey, book us on any house match together. And they were trying basically variants of what they were going to do in the ring. So, like, one, a couple days here, they would be like, Okay, we're going to do this part of the match at this time. So they wouldn't piece it all together, but when they got to right. the big stage, they pieced it together. Uh, so they really practiced it, and it really showed. That's cool. Uh, next match is Jake the Snake. Uh, Jake the Snake with manager Alice Cooper. Ah, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Because why not? Alice Cooper's in his corner, and of course he has a snake. So yeah. now we have three animals that show up here. And uh, Junkyard Dog and a beaver. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> and a man named Honky Tonk Man, which I don't think we've talked about. No. Uh, with Colonel Hart. <laughs> okay. Colonel Jimmy Hart. This is where they just change his name for this match only. A uh, couple things about Honky Tonk Man. He is a fake Elvis wannabe. He comes out with a guitar. Yes. He's known to hit people with his guitar. They're calling Jimmy Hart Colonel because that was Elvis's manager. Okay. The Colonel, yeah. Um, if you guys knew that about Elvis. Knew nothing okay. about Elvis. It was famous. It, his name was the Colonel. But uh, uh, so Jimmy, so they come out and uh, match starts fast with steak. Rip, he just rips off his Elvis clothes. <laughs> you know, he's in his tights then. But uh, <laughs> match is going outside the ring a lot. Hart interferes before uh, Snake's finisher. And Honky Tuck pulls a leverage pin to win. 
Basically, Ooh. he's like holding the rope and pinning at the same time, and the ref doesn't see it. Ah, there's uh, a lot of cheating in this yeah, WrestleMania. A lot of cheating. A lot, a lot of cheap breaks there. Uh, Jake breaks Honky Tonk's guitar. Honky Tonk runs away. Uh, and then Hart's still in the ring, and Alice Cooper gets in the ring like he's going to do something. Oh. And then, then basically Jake the Snake starts holding uh, Jimmy Hart. And then Alice Cooper grabs the snake. Uh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, Alice Cooper grabs the snake. They get Jimmy Hart down. Jimmy Hart is deathly afraid of snakes. Oh, like sh- in real life? Yes. Oh. So they put the snake on him for about three seconds. Like it goes over his leg and he just gets out of the ring and like, well, they got him. He got him, blah, blah, blah. And like they're gets out of the ring and injures himself getting out of the ring. Like, he was so afraid that, like, he, like, sprained his ankle trying to run away from this snake. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. That's the second injury in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, little... How could I forget Little Beaver? How could you forget Little Beaver? Uh, they announced (laughs) that... They announced they broke the record, blah, blah, blah. Next... It's a tag team between Iron Sheik, well, with Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, and uh, Slickster is the uh, the Slick. Yeah, Slick. comes to the ring with tattered clothes. Still, Man. He, he's just wearing these tattered clothes. Versus a tag team called the Killer Bees. I think we talked about them on the last one. Uh, Volkov sings the national anthem, and ha- Hacksaw Jim Duggan just comes to the ring and hits him with a two by four. That, that has the American flag on it. Of course. And he just like, if you sing that again, I told you, I'm going to hit you with this. <laughs> and so then the match just starts. Yeah. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan is just standing there with a two-by-four outside of the ring. Just waiting for him to just sing. Just pacing back and forth. And like, what's he doing here? I don't know. Uh, waiting for him to sing. Uh, <laughs> basically, the Sheik has someone in a camel clutch, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan just... Hits, hits him with a two by four, and he's supposed to be the good guy. Right. There's right. not a lot of psychology in this. It's very weird. What what you think is a good guy move, there or a bad guy move, the good guys are using. It's just very weird. But uh, and then Hacksaw just starts chanting USA. Uh, this honestly, just, this is followed by this another, is just making me sad. This is followed by another <laughs> coked up interview by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Of course. And now we have the main event. Again, not a lot of celebrities in this one. Uh, yeah, they just they, yeah, they just used the two celebrities that they've been using the whole show. Yeah. Uh, Mary Hart, or Bob Uecker is the uh, guest ring announcer. Mary Hart is, is the timekeeper for this. She doesn't know what to do. She goes to the ring and just kind of does like a Miss America, like walks around the ring and waves, and then just goes to the timetable. <laughs> like, uh, So... Uh, uh, this is Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Now, I've talked about this on the show before, but just to recap, the build-up to this was uh, Andre the Giant had not lost a match in the WWF in 15 years. Just ever since he had... He was undefeated ever since he's been with them. Never lost a match. And he never went for the championship. And then Hulk Hogan... I think won it multiple times and they go, we want to honor both of you. I think at this time it was four. I could be very wrong there, but uh, they're like, Hulk, you've won it three times and you've been undefeated. We're going to, 
we're gonna honor both of you so they both go out to the ring hulk hogan gets this giant trophy and like like andre gets like a participation trophy like a little a little cup or something and they're like well that's weird and you see like jealousy start um and then they go on an episode of piper's pit hogan's out there on coke and uh i also want to ask a question an episode of Piper Pit's Piper's yeah. Pit is just within the yeah so main show right yeah but they they still do this like not it's not called Piper's Pit but Chris Jericho has one called uh uh it's not Talk is Jericho it's uh it might be Talk is Jericho I I don't know <laughs> the, highlight anyway, anyway, the highlight yeah, yeah, reel. Yeah, yeah. okay it's called the highlight reel Edge and Christian had one called the Peep Show Miz has one called Ms. TV. Uh, they still kind of do that, but like now they do it in the ring. Mm-hmm. And back then they had another set like on the stage and, and everyone could see it. It was just a, a corner of the arena. Okay. So it was Piper's pit. It's a talk show within the, the show. It's a show within a show. So they go on Piper's pit hosted by Roddy, Roddy Piper. And, uh, Basically, Hulk Hogan's there, and then Andre shows up with Bobby the Brain Heenan. So right away, you know, oh, oh my bad God, things are happening. he's gone bad. Like, that's all it took back then to turn heel was just put Bobby the Brain next to you. And, the, and like, Hulk's like, what's going on, Andre? Why, why are you with him? And, and he's like, I'm here to do one thing. I can't do a good Andre. Blah, blah, I'm, blah, I'm here to blah, do blah. one thing. I, I want the championship. And, like, rips his shirt off. <laughs> just rips his shirt. And when he does this, he's also wearing a, a, crucifix, a crucifix necklace. Um, whether it was on purpose or not, he rips that, too, and uh, makes Hulk Hogan bleed a little bit on his chest when he ripped that. And so Hulk Hogan's just there looking bewildered. Like, What's going I'm on? I'm all out of coke, guys. What, what's what's going on? I'm all out of coke. And like he's his shirt's ripped off, he's bleeding on the chest, and people are going nuts because they're like, What just happened? What what happened? And so then he's he keeps saying, I'm challenging you, I'm challenging you, and Hulk Hogan doesn't accept, and then finally like Roddy Roddy Piper goes, Yes or no, are you gonna accept? And Hulk Hogan just goes, Yes. Horse, uh, and make it real dumb. So, this it. is the match that brought everyone in because you had a guy that is the champ, big, big, huge star. You got a guy that's never been defeated. So, so they honestly were like, okay, this is a show. Uh, also, Hulk Hogan uh, was very scared that he was gonna that Andre was gonna shoot on him. <laughs> he was like sweating before. Andre also maybe that's why he was so coked up that yeah. night. He's like, I need my special need, powers. Need special to... powers. Andre also wasn't even sure if he wanted to do this or not. Uh, uh, they had the thing you were talking with Paul Orndorff. Uh, they had him basically there on standby to be the if Andre was in too much pain to do this. Oh, so they still weren't sure because. They basically called Andre on the set of uh, Princess Bride, and they and Vince was like, "I'm gonna need you 
at WrestleMania three for the belt. And he's like, I don't know, boss. And he's like, he's like, come on. And he like kept pushing money in his face. And he's like, okay. And uh, then they did the heel turn. It was for like, he was getting a bunch of money for this. And yeah. so Hulk was like, I don't know if he's actually going to let me do anything. He was scared, but Andre's a professional. Andre did. The whole thing was he was, he would try to right away, try to, uh, body slam, uh, Andre, but Hulk was like, like couldn't stand the weight. So he was falling back and then Andre was <laughs> pinning him. <laughs> I, well, I, I love how like this one thing pretty much set Hulk's, that was his talking point yeah. for like the next still is. Yeah. I body slammed this big guy. So yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> cocaine, what, uh, cocaine. <laughs> basically what does happen is he does eventually body slam him. He body slams him and drops the leg drop on him and then pins him. Uh, I should, I all, yeah, Bobby, the brain Heenan is here as well. This is one of the big matches that Bobby brain Heenan is known for. Uh, just because he brought all the heat to this giant mm-hmm. and he was the talking point and he was in it for himself. He's like, I'm finally going to have a champion underneath my belt. Uh, said that. Uh, so that was, that was basically, that was WrestleMania. That's how it ends. Uh, they, they didn't have a weird match after yeah. the main event. No, not a weird match, but they do have <laughs> the, what they still do is just do pic, a picture montage of, all of it, or a video montage now of everything you just saw. It's right. very weird. I don't know. that They love doing it, though. Uh, so, extra facts, if there is any. Uh, so, was I think this I had it. Yeah. I'm Andre, like, oh, like one of other, the last oh, times Andre fought? Then? I, I think you see him again. No, you see him in the next WrestleMania. I do know that. Also, to be noted, and I don't have any more information on this, but it is legend, and people... It has almost been. It's been confirmed a couple times. Andre the Giant drank fourteen bottles of wine before the match. <laughs> bottles of yeah. wine, not glasses. No bottles. Bottles. That, that sounds amazing. I watched a documentary on him once, and they were talking about how he would just like take like like he'd put a like a bottle of beer between like each of his fingers yeah. and like just go to his table and set him down and just like, yeah, like just, he would he would drink like 114 beers or something yeah, like just crazy like, amounts of alcohol it was just crazy and then he would just be like i'm buzzed <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah 14 bottles of wine before it's pretty mm-hmm. great um he's been he i think he can but he was still like he was 43 he's a giant right. giants really aren't supposed to live that long sad but true um right. unless you get Health a surgery issues, yeah. he might have gotten the surgery i'm not sure but uh he you know his his body was pretty bad yeah. and he was uh, he was a big guy i he mean he, he like guy. he had a lot of weight on those joints he like died his... in 93 i believe um Sounds and great. uh he was when he died he was the first ever inductee into the uh wwe hall of fame like they announced it right when he died they're like we're putting we're making a hall of fame and we're putting him in it Mm. and then they and he was the only member for about five years (laughs) Uh, 
Maybe four. It was a couple years later that they started adding more people. But. No one else is that important. <laughs> well, I think one of them was Vince McMahon Sr. They put in next, and like, yeah. I get that. But uh, yeah, that's the other legend. Fourteen uh, bottles of wine. Great. That's like, crazy. Yeah, that's WrestleMania three, baby. Hey, just wait to wait for another shit show. <laughs> this was a good one. Shit show on the next. Man, you know what a beaver would say about looking, not looking forward to the next one? What? What? Damn. <laughs> that's been our show. <laughs> that's been our. That's been our show. Beaver dam. Beaver dam. It's been oh, our show. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you guys disappointed in me? Will no. you tail us another joke, Jack? <laughs> Hey guys, if you uh, like this podcast, please let us know. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Also, you can like our Facebook page. Go to Facebook and type in Tales from the Kayfabe. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. All that good stuff. Also helps uh, if you leave like a comment and a, sp- a five-star rating on iTunes. And, and your picture. And your uh, home, and, address. And home address. And home address. And your, your social security number. Your VIN number. And your mother's maiden name. And blood type. Thank yep. you. Bye.